0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Family Wisdom podcast. It's so good to be here today. I'm Jenna and the founder of Star Family Wisdom and also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. And Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm shifting podcast community and modern day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. And today we actually talk a little bit about mystery schools and why it's important that we're bringing that back.
1: Yes, we do. I'm Sinead Willahan. I'm the podcast co-host and a former special needs educator and social justice activist. And uh, we love having these conversations here. We really, really love the guests that we bring on. They, they all have very different perspectives that have some overlap and some similarities, of course, but they all have very different life experiences and, you know, no one speaks the same way from their experience as someone else, even if they've had similar paranormal experiences or they believe, you know, they might share the same philosophy about what's going on in the world. Each one brings so much variety. And Holly, Heidi Holly, (laughs) her name is actually Heidi (laughs) Holly. gonna understand why I'm giggling about her name once you start listening to this episode because I just could not get it right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we have a theory
0: that Sinead and Heidi have a past life connection and that maybe Heidi's name in the past life was Holly or something. We're trying to figure it out.
1: (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, she she herself represents so much variety because she's had so many different kinds of experiences and she really goes into those. She tells us stories from her Early childhood, from even a little bit of pre-birth memory, and then early on in her life as well, a teenager and all the siblings who also witnessed a lot of the strangeness that was going on in, for example, the family home for a while. And then up to college and up to now, I mean, she really has had a lifelong experience of very bizarre and very diverse paranormal contact. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah.
0: And she's, it's her mission. It's her purpose to help bring light to the paranormal um, in, in both ways. I mean that in both ways, both bringing light to, you know, the shadow aspect of that, but also just helping to um, expand our understanding of our spirituality and how the universe works and what is true and what is possible. And uh, for those who don't know Heidi, Heidi has a podcast on Coast to Coast AM also. It It's called Dark Becomes Light. So go check that out. She has some awesome conversations on these topics there as well. But in this episode, we get into Heidi's personal experiences and what has led her to this place to be this explorer and leader of the paranormal kind of um, unfoldment and uh, this this, uh, exposure, I guess, of these phenomena.
1: So yeah, so she really brings us into her creative world and how she expresses her experience through her creativity, her authorship, her comics, and her cartoons. But here on the podcast episode, she's talking about um, not just the work she does, but how it's affected her, how it's affected her life, and what she's able to bring to other people as a result of her experiences and her perspective, which is really quite balanced and neutral overall on a personal level. She's experienced. The, the dark and the light so-called and so we ask her about that how does she manage juggling the two
0: yeah, yeah, she, she really is this representation of um, bringing the light and dark into balance, you know, as we're learning about all of this. And uh, this is a special two part episode. So, uh, because we go into a lot of like juicy mystery topics, uh, we want to give you uh, kind of a, a starter <laughs> part of the conversation with, with part one. And then uh, we'll come back in the next episode with part two, where we get into um, some bigger picture things around these times of change and what Heidi believes to be true about why we're here and what we can experience, what we might experience during our lifetimes here on Earth. So, uh, so this is a big conversation. We haven't gotten into a lot of these sorts of um, mystery and some of the spookier aspects of the paranormal. We've had some of those sorts of conversations, but uh, you know, Heidi's experienced the full gamut. So uh, we talked about some of that with her. You know, on her podcast, we were on her podcast recently. So you can you can check out those interviews if you're if you're. In- Interested, but this is a really cool conversation with Heidi. So we're we're excited to get into it, and uh, definitely tune in for part two so that you don't miss the rest of the juicy conversation and. Like and subscribe, and make sure that you are sharing with anyone who might find this conversation helpful or supportive. Or for any curious minds out there, uh, we are opening all of the the curiosity in this conversation. So uh, thank you for being here, everyone. And we'll get into part one now, and we'll we'll see you on the other side.
1: See you on the other side.
0: Okay. Okay. So Heidi, your books are kind of spooky but like not from a standpoint of like deep dark like fear rabbit hole stuff like you're really focused on like the mystery and the suspense around a lot of these phenomena that we're trying to figure out so it sounds like you bring like this really cool balance between the a little bit of the spooky mystery but also like keeping it a little lighthearted and not taking it all too seriously (laughs) is that right
2: uh yeah i mean um you know, something that we were just speaking on, too, that, uh, you know, I think when people are receiving information in fear, they're not as inquisitive. They're more likely to close that book or close that door and never refer to it ever again. Um, So I'd prefer to, like, speak about these topics as I do any other topic. Uh, I might joke, I might, you know, laugh, I might cry, I might be upset, you know, whatever, Um, get angry, all the emotions instead of always the flashlight under the chin mode. Um, so I just find that, uh, even when I talk to people, if I'm sitting there, you know, trying to speak in this low monotone, I mean, that's not me. And, um, that's not what this paranormal world is really all about because we are humans. We're experiencing this and, uh, we still live our lives. You know, we still got to go to the store. We still got to call people. Um, so yeah, I try
1: to keep it on the level. Yeah, Yeah, it helps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think the paranormal world is all about? I mean, you just did, for example, a show with the CW, which was a really amazing deal oh, for you. Congratulations on that. About thank you. Werewolves. And uh, that went very well. And, you know, werewolves are one of those topics that, as Jenna was just saying, you know, can get really, can freak people right out. You know, they, yes. they immediately envisage getting ripped apart by this terrifying creature and they have no control. And, you know, it's in on a misty moor in the middle of the night and there's no help, like that kind of thing. So you were just on this show talking about an apparently scary topic, but you're saying it's not what the paranormal world is really about. So what is it about for you?
2: Well, you know, the topic of uh, werewolves, because they are known to be very much uh, like a serious predator to to people and uh, livestock that can be rather intimidating, but in all honesty, I've only heard of them really attack livestock, but intimidate people. Like on the, the TV show I did, um, for the CW called Mysteries Decoded, um, which anybody can watch, it's on the app for free. The CW app is free, um, and uh, but when it comes to the paranormal, because I, I mean, I deal with probably the the worst subject known to mankind, the devil. <laughs> I deal with demons, and people are like, "How do you sleep at night?" I'm like, usually on my left side until it goes numb, and then I roll over. But you know, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have. No doubts in where I stand, and how to handle these things. And sure, I don't like the feel around me, but I I don't let myself get intimidated because I know the human potential is a lot more powerful than uh, people realize. You know, we have souls, and that's what these things are after. But there's a whole lot of light in us to keep them at bay, and you just have to realize that. Um, so the paranormal is anything that it, mankind is not acknowledging. That could be your soul. Uh, a lot of people have a, a hard time even acknowledging that they got a soul, which is kind of ridiculous. And, uh, but I, I think that you know the powers that be in this world, they know very well about our potential. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on such missions to hide so much you've uncovered a 10 foot giant, bring it over to the Smithsonian. You know, what is this? Why is everybody buying up acres of land in Atlantis? You know, underwater land. Uh, Yeah. Why are they doing that? Oh, that's a myth that Atlantis. Oh, but you can't, you're not allowed to go over in that area. (laughs) Don't don't look over here. (laughs) Yeah. Don't look here. You know, it's like, they know about our potential. They know what we have done in the past. They also know the influences from outside. Mm -hmm. Um, that's paranormal. It, and it's like, you know, I think it's a crying shame that, uh, we haven't taken it upon ourselves to look more. I mean, there's a lot of us out here that are doing it ourselves. Yes. Um, there's a, a lot of conflict, you know, among, uh, researchers cause they want to, they want to be the one to say they found it and, you know, get that evidence. I'm all about helping people. Um, you know, evidence is cool. It helps push other people to the reality of what's here. Um, but the heart of the people, there's no time. Okay. You know, it's no time to, you know, try to make a buck off of everything. Sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, give of yourself and, uh, you know, it comes back to you. You just, so the paranormal, I guess, is being anything that's out of the ordinary for the typical, uh, situation, but it really isn't. It's who we are. It's this world. It's this planet. It's us.
0: Yeah. So. I love thinking about it that way. Cause I think, Yeah, there's, like, so much that's been, like, in the shadows, you know, like, so much that either has been purposefully hidden from us or we've hidden from ourselves by just not wanting to look at it. And it really is, like, this process of just, like, looking into the shadows and seeing what, like, we as, like, a humanity have not wanted to acknowledge, not wanted to, like look at and pay attention yeah. to and 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 that's hard like it's hard when it is <laughs> this unveiling of information paranormal or like what you were talking about ancient you know ancient artifacts and evidence about who we've been it's hard when like that completely contradicts what some people have been raised with been told about their lives like i know you encounter people all the time who oh. are you know kind of coming to you to say oh my gosh, I can, I can share this story now. Cause like, I have this story, but like, it doesn't fit in the world that I'm a part of. Like, what has that been like for you as you've opened, like, this has been a, a lifelong experience for you kind of in, encountering the paranormal and integrating that in your life. But as you are, you know, as you've become this more kind of public you know, support system for people, how are you navigating that with people as we're peeling back these layers?
2: You know, for myself, it's always been a part of my life. So, uh, growing up in a haunted house, (laughs) having multiple siblings going, did you see that? I saw it. Yep. You know, it's like, well, let's turn on the cartoons again. So it's always just been there. And, uh, it wasn't something I questioned, you know, is this really happening? I trust my senses. Uh I always have people writing me like I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. Hold it, are those the same eyeballs you use to drive to work every day? I think you can trust them. you know it's so silly to me sometimes, and I'm like why why is that in us <laughs> to think can't it can't be just can't be um I've been privileged to have have the opportunity to have people trust me uh with their stories and what they've gone through and and I think it helps that I've been an experiencer all this while as well from uh, the ghost to the, the shadow people to hat man to aliens to angels to jesus encounters um to out of body um now i know some something that they call the saint realm um oh gosh these these names i i never looked into these esoteric topics as um what i've learned these past couple of years because i have been so moving straight forward, trying to reach as many people as I could, but I've learned of the saint realm. I go to this place. I, I know. I just call it the crystal city. looks like ancient Greek buildings. Uh, I go there quite a bit. And um, <laughs> people are like uh, the, the ascended masters or uh, the great white brotherhood. And I'm like, I don't know your names that you're giving this place. All I know is it is, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's so all these different things. I mean, it's all connected. There's a way to, uh, understand it. And, uh, I try to break it down for people and, and treat it like anything else, because it it has always been for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's always been. And, um, I'm i I've been more surprised lately that mankind has words that they've dubbed things. And I think it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, all I could do is just keep on keeping on. I'm like, Oh, ascended masters. Really? I call him Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys want to, you know, put some fluff on there, and hug a crystal I'm just telling you the man, he's real, he's done things he's still very active and um, the Crystal City uh, that's not the name of the place, but others have given it uh, so much, and uh, I'm just like, you know, some things just are without having to slap a mankind title to it um, but, uh, you know, I think I, I feel humbled in the presence of people who are reaching out. And, uh, I'm an occupational therapist, behavioral health, um, specialty. And, uh, you know, I, it it helps me having been, uh, in the field for some time and, and trying to address and approach these stranger topics, mysterious topics, uh, because of that background. So it's, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I think I'm quite fortunate. So, Um, Uh, god makes no mistakes why he actually why i remember agreeing to come here and to be where i'm at doing what i'm doing so Mm -hmm. god makes no mistakes
1: right and to be so curious like you were kind of alluding earlier to the importance of curiosity and saying how it was i think you said it was a crying shame that people have lost their inquisitiveness you know that uh, it, it being inquisitive is only supposed to go so far. You're not supposed to be curious about things you're not supposed to be curious about, right? But you have so much variety in your experience and also in your output of how you're expressing yourself in the world creatively and personally. And I think, you know, you are somebody who is be- who is open to experiencing these things and you're curious about them and you want to explore them. So, you know, you're able to walk towards things that might appear to be scary even though they appear to be scary, because you want to understand them better. And that's something that we're conditioned not to do. Like, we're conditioned to avoid the stuff in ourselves oh. that we don't want to look at, and the, the, the stuff in ourselves that, you know, other people have in them, and that we don't want to see either. We, we try not to see these things that we don't really know how to process on a deeper level. But if we integrate this kind of paranormal spiritual aspect that you have in your life, it helps with everything, I find. It does. It, it does. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I tell people I cheated in my faith because Jesus showed up. I remember before I was born. Um, so it, I, I don't have the fear that others would. I don't like it, you know, I, but I, I'm, I don't even have the reflex to jump. He just asked my nephews. He's tried so many times. Like, I don't startle easily. And I'm like, dude, I've seen demons. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying, you know, and he's like, darn it, you know, and he really gets, he plans and he's pretty good at it, but it just doesn't work.
1: You're like, um are like hey devil
2: <laughs> honestly and he, and I just look at him I'm like you have no idea kid keep trying but it's he's it's hilarious he's 14 now he's not been successful and he's like what is it with you and I'm like I'm not ticklish either so whatever <laughs> you know I think that's uh I don't know I I think uh you know some of us it volunteered. I think a lot of us uh, remember a lot of things, but I know I volunteered to be working exactly what I'm working on, these topics, these deep, dark topics, and uh, having a sense of humor helps. Uh, so it's um it's just kind of ingrained in me from the beginning, and, and I remember going, being trained in different places, and especially that Crystal City place, to uh, be able to do exactly what I'm doing right now. So Um, in preparation. So when people don't get something, I understand. Um, Or if they're fearful of something, I get it. But um, one thing that I think would happen on this planet that is just uh, frustrating, too, people were so uh, focused on, on surviving, working the land, planting uh you know what they can to grow and and grow their families and 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 support themselves pay their taxes and whatever and then they got a smart one that came along and the smart one was like wow you're really smart okay we're gonna keep working this land and we're gonna pay for you to get educated and you're gonna become a scientist (laughs) and then there's gonna be others that come from the neighboring villages and they're all gonna get together and they're gonna be the smart ones and we're too busy trying to plant the land and support you keep going <laughs> and then those guys got big headed <laughs> and they decided hmm you know what can I do with this information they're really dumb we could get a lot of money just talking crap and <laughs> keeping good stuff to ourselves you know let's plant this but totally bury the gold here okay we'll be like dude gold is not valuable <laughs> you know, it, aliens don't exist. We're just gonna, and then the, the the pots of the scientists grew, and their heads got bigger and bigger and harder to support. And you know, and so we don't trust ourselves, and, and we don't. We're, we're too busy trying to survive. And and those guys, they are not playing fair. They are hoarding technology, information, soul information, even. They go and they rob Egypt of all their knowledge and then they form these little sects of, you know, who uh, oh, we got the Freemasons. We're geniuses. Okay, European country, you know, that invaded, you know, <laughs> the pyramids. It's just silly. It's silly. And I'm like, come on now. Uh, you know, people are like, who oh, we got to evolve? I'm like, well, first, you got to treat your neighbor kind. It, you know, don't kick his fence when you walk in the door. I mean, we can't even get that right. So, there's a long way to go, and there has to come a time where, you know, you start to understand why there is such a slim number in the Bible of who makes it to bright, positive afterlife, <laughs> because there's so many layers that these people have to evolve yet to be okay, um, so there's a lot, there's a lot that needs to be done, and it's frustrating to me, because they just, uh, you know, there's a lot of beings out there in the universe that are like, dude, keep them on that planet, <laughs> because they gotta evolve, but you know about the speak the secret space program um but limitations happen for a reason cuz um we got to realize we have a soul yet i mean come on <laughs> yeah
0: it's like we're 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 waking up from a really long period of forgetfulness darkness patriarchal control and power and i i guess like for the audience if anyone isn't as aware of you know what heidi was talking about there in our ancient past we were a much more sophisticated civilization spiritually. Uh, we we were a more like elevated version of human, and we've been through these cycles of evolution and devolution, and we're coming out of one of those cycles where we went really far into the darkness. We devolved, and and that allowed this like materialistic patriarchal structure to kind of take over. And, and a lot of our history has been hidden from us. And I think like what Heidi's referring to here is this, this just dysfunction that we've all been born into because of that, that is the challenge of our lifetimes to work through and to heal and to transform. And, um, you know, it sounds to me, Heidi, that, you know, your but you were so built for this mission to be a person who like doesn't have that fear, doesn't have that 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 easy fight or flight response so that you can like speak truth to power. You can be one of those people that helps integrate the light and the dark and, and hold both, you know, in this sort of work and, and, and how you share about your experiences and what you know to be true about our reality and that it's big work, you know. It's 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 an interesting time to be alive because of all of that. You know, it's confusing. You know, I think for people who just come into this and they're like, "What's going on?" You know, and yeah. uh, I think you like you, you've you've peeled back so many layers that you really know what's going on at this point. And so, um, so I, I want to maybe like. Kind of go backwards a little bit just to give the audience some
2: caught uh, up yes yeah, <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I, I slam a lot of stuff out because yeah. I, I feel like it's so urgent and i'm like stop yeah. allowing the field stop trusting the, the one you sent to school yeah uh, you gotta trust yeah. your own eyeballs when they can't trust their own eyeballs Yeah. Come on.
0: We've been programmed to not trust ourselves. Like you said, we've been programmed to like give our power over to others and, and you've learned how to take your power back. And a lot of that's come through your experiences. So I want to, I want to share those with the audience. So I feel like we've like teased a a lot here about, (laughs) about your experiences and what you've, what you've stepped into that's really opened your eyes to the truth of our reality. So maybe you can, kind of take us back to the very beginning of you know when did you first I know you have some conscious memory of where you came from before coming to this planet, but how did that start to come up for you in childhood? Like, you know, what were your origins into this this world of paranormal spirituality, of really understanding, okay, our world's not what we thought it was.
2: Uh you know, I can remember I was probably about five or six. Um i went to church and i i was raised methodist and I, they're the least strict of the christian faiths i think and uh going to sunday school and they started talking about uh the book of revelation and stuff and um i remember my dad tucking me into bed that night and i just had tears quietly coming down my cheeks and he's like what right what's wrong you know you don't ever cry about anything and i'm like "I'm like dad they were talking about the end of the world you know and um He was like, well, that's so far off. You're not going to have to worry about that. I'm like, no, I'm going to be here for that. And he just looked at me like, what? And, um, I had distinctive memories of other things. Like I was frustrated with, you know, my mom walking everywhere. I'm like, mom, why do we have to put one foot in front of the other? This takes forever. Why don't we just fly there? And she's like, what? (laughs) You know? Um, so I know I had a different perspective. I didn't quite understand uh, all of it, and I just looked at things really odd, and, um, and it was hard to fit in, so I, I I made jokes of everything. I just thought it was funny, and uh, so I was, <laughs> I was thought to be quite a character. I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> so um, I, when I was in, uh, well, when uh, my mother passed when I was seven, our house became overrun with something, poltergeists, ghosts whatever shadow people stuff was seen and it was just ridiculous and that was my first having to confront one of those um I was eight years old and uh the organ started playing by itself and it was like hitting every low key it could find and and my siblings all and we all ran in the bathroom locked the door and then I had an older sister who wasn't that nice to me and she kicked me out (laughs) and I was like well I'm not taking this much longer and I went up to the organ I got the key and locked it you know I was like (sighs) You know, it's done, you chickens, you know, come on out, and um, they start creeping out, and then my sister's new toy, it was Christmas, Christmas day when it happened, her new toy started playing by itself, and they all ran back in the bathroom, locked themselves in, and um, I picked it up, I'm like, I'm gonna take the batteries out, you know, I'm done, you know, <laughs> and it didn't have any batteries in it, <laughs> I was like, oh. I couldn't resolve this, I'm like, okay that scared me because I couldn't stop it I was like oh no you know um so it was, it was a little bit nuts um so from that point house was haunted my dad and stepmother then um they couldn't take it any longer either so they built a new house mm. and, and they want they want to live someplace nobody had ever lived you know and <clears throat> the haunting stuff that stopped but then I started having out of body experiences and um I I left footprints going up the side of the house on the one that I really distinctly uh recall having I I was uh I woke up to this cold thing on my cheek and uh I was like what on earth this is and you know and I'm like it was the the ceiling of the bedroom Mm. and I was like whoa you know bam And then, uh, flying out of my body and going through the neighborhoods and all this stuff and seeing a new build in the neighborhood that wasn't there and getting it confirmed. And then, um, it was like the next day I was outside playing with my sister and, uh, you know, it had the aluminum siding on the house and the sun hit it just right where you could see just, it looked like heavily oily footprints going straight up outside my bedroom window, straight up the house. (laughs) Oh, I was wow. like, <laughs> I, went to my, I showed my sister, and we're like, and I put my foot to it, I said, remember what I told you what happened last night? I told her, it's just like, that's your foot. I'm like, it is. And I called my dad over. He's like, you girls are playing a trick. I like, dad, re- re-. I was like, I don't know, probably 11. I'm like, how would I do that? Yeah, like, do you have a ladder that's like 12 <laughs> feet <foot> tall? <laughs> no. It was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, come on now! And he was just floored. Um, wow, wow! Then, so it started that way, and uh, then I, I would go to, I lived in the dorms in college, and oh, it's just crazy. Oh, I hear the train. I'm outside. Um, so, <laughs> but see, the, uh, this this girl that had jumped from my window came to me and my roommates and they all saw her. She's talking to me. And I'm like, I told her, don't jump, whatever. It happened. You know, it was older. It had happened. And it was just a lot of stuff. But then I moved into, you know, apartments and I was still in college and, um, I'd seen UFO. I, I had seen them when I was living, uh, at the new place my parents had built. They would follow me where I'm walking in the country, you know, and I'm like, I see these weird little weird lights, but, and something kept pulling me to them, but I just, wasn't thinking so much about it but I had a feeling was connected through the family somehow but I couldn't get any answers on it.
0: At Star Family Wisdom, we're here to support your cosmic evolution. And if you want to connect with angels on your own at home, we've got you covered. In our Spiritual Protection and Cleanse course, we help you connect with your guides and your angels, accessing that higher dimensional support system that is always there for you. They want to connect with you and help you, but you have to intentionally connect and slow down. And in the Spiritual Protection and Cleanse course, you'll get a meditation to help you connect with your non-physical team, and you'll be able to download our Archangel Guide, which tells you all about the Archangels, who they are, and how they can support you. So follow the link in the show notes to learn more about the course and start connecting with your angel team today.
2: And then... Um... It really got interesting uh, when I saw a shadow being following one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I could tell you about that if you want. I mean, the first yeah. one. I saw,
0: yeah, I want to quickly just reflect back for the audience that moment in your childhood when you and your your family felt that negative presence in the house and what you did when you went over to the organ, locked it, you were like, nope. Not happening today, like that was an act of power. And I think when, you know, we are confronted by negative entities, any sort of negative dark energy, like that is so critical for people to hold and like understand for themselves that when they're standing in their power, that is the light coming through them. And like that at a very early age, like that was an act of power that you just took control of and just did. And most likely like set you up with protection, you know, from that point forward.
2: Oh, I think it was, uh it was an important note. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure in my life because, uh and it wasn't like I just ran out of the bathroom. My sister had tossed me out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just didn't care to I didn't care to be uh, put into a, a, a fear situation. I just didn't. And um, yeah, so I did kind of take my power back with that. And I was sad that my siblings did not. They just, you know, but you know, something does run in the family with them because they have all experienced, uh, continue to experience odd things, but not at the level that I am.
0: Yeah, no. like with shadow people. So, so who, who are shadow people? Like, what's that about? And yeah, what was that encounter like?
2: So shadow people are a, uh, a, a black mass that can take on different forms. And I have it on my website, um, shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com. And I have all the different, it's like shadow cat, shadow cloud, shadow streak. And what these things like to do is to intimidate. They're kind of like a minion Uh, you know, they make a cute little cartoon of the minions, but, um, hello, those are demonic minions (laughs) working for evil doers, you know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) they get us desensitized to this stuff, and it's, it's so, why are they doing that? Demons for children. Oh, great, that's awesome. Um, just saying, but, (laughs) but when it comes to, uh, the shadow beings, they do work for uh, darker force. and one of them is Hat Man, but there's also a dark source out there. Like, people speak of the source. I remember coming from the source, um, but there's also a dark source, and these things pull their energy from there and um, take over. Uh, they, they possess, they obsess, um, and they cause people to digress and, uh, you know, for, forget who they are. And um, they like to take advantage of people and, and take over. Um, so and if you see them, sometimes when they come closer, you'll see glowing red eyes. Um, but they're, they're not really talkative. They might sound like whispery. Uh, they might growl. But uh, they like to pin people down, one of their favorite pastime uh, events. But um, if you see them out in the world, they usually try to dodge out of the way. But sometimes they'll come right at you and charge you up too and, and try to intimidate you. So is, that, is you.
0: that kind of like what people have seen like in wooded areas and like dark areas? Like you hear stories of people kind of like seeing eyes, you know, like through the trees yeah. or something like that. So it's kinda of, it kinda of happens in like maybe yeah, maybe like more remote or like less populated kind of places.
2: No, 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 they're everywhere. It happens everywhere. Uh, everywhere. It happens in people's homes, it happens. Okay. In, uh, indoors, outdoors, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, they're no joy, but, uh, yeah, but they generally don't like to be seen, not those. Um, so they like to come in your home, especially when you're sleeping and try to take advantage, uh, pin you down, make you feel paralyzed. Uh, yeah, it is not sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis is a medical condition. This is not, (laughs) you know, sleep paralysis wasn't a conversation until I started talking about shadow people and the hat man phenomenon. Um, And suddenly, oh gosh, she's got thousands, perhaps millions, waking up to this presence. Let's give a scientific definition and and forget that she's attached to this at all because that lady was talking too much. So yeah, (laughs) I put it out there because it's bogus. It is absolutely bogus. It is not sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis is when um, your body essentially paralyzes you so you can sleep if you're having a dream of running through the woods you're not actually kicking and you know walking about it paralyzes your body so you don't act out what it is that you're experiencing but uh, they're saying some people wake up prematurely and they're seeing they think they're seeing something in the room they all happen to be black shadowy masses and uh some of them wear a hat and a suit so uh
1: uh-oh Interesting, interesting. I'm going to jump in here, Holly. I, oh my mm-hmm. god, Heidi, I keep wanting no to hold problem. you. You've said that, that happens all the time, Heidi. Um, there's some incredibly loud construction happening beside me, so I've been kind of quiet here listening to you uh, no so as not to bring in the background noise, but I'm very curious now to hear the story you were going to tell about the shadow person following your friend home. What ended up happening with that? You were 11 or 12, I think. Oh, no. Okay. No,
2: I was, I was taking a break in college and, uh, I went down to another state to learn how to do newspaper like stuff and, uh, broad daylight, uh, i was staying at her family's home over there and her uncle lived a good distance away and we would just walk over. And, uh, so we're walking was broad daylight and, uh, we're going through, uh, it's like, like behind a school, a little bit wooded, but it was a, it was a paved path. And, um, we actually saw, uh, well, she's walking, talking. And to my peripheral vision, I saw something moving, and I look over, and I, I saw this shadowy mass, what I call a head and shoulder shadow, um, jump from a bush to a tree. And I'm like, what am I seeing here, you know? And, and she continues walking and talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, and I'm seeing this thing scurry along the way. We reach her uncle's house, turn around to come back sometime later, and it followed us all the way back. And I'm beside myself by the time we get to her home. And, and I'm like, I said, <laughs> you know, close the door. And I'm like, I do not know what I just saw, but I grabbed a piece of paper and I drew what looks like a, a head directly connected to shoulders with no neck, kind of rounded uh, black mass. I said, but I saw this thing following us. And I'm thinking my friend's going to look at this and just start cracking up, thinking I'm a nut. Instead, she looks at it and goes, oh gosh, not that thing again. Dad, he's back. It shows it to him, and he's like, oh, not him again. And I'm like, what is going on here? You know, what? <laughs> so this um, is a known entity. <laughs> yes, and it had followed her since she was a kid. It would hide under a bed, and the dad would come in and have to scare it off and all this stuff, right? And uh, so I was I was living in, in their family's home in their second floor, and it was like an incomplete attic. Like, uh, you go to the end of it, and there's a room. And, uh, so it's all pitch black. It's nothing made and no, no, barely anything upstairs. And I had to go get something from my room again. It's broad daylight out and, uh, you know, their little laugh and, oh gosh, that thing. I go upstairs, I grab what I needed to, and there's windows in that room. And it it was pretty bright in there, grab what I needed to turned around and it was standing there blocking my way out. And this thing's probably 10 feet tall. (laughs) And, and the glowing red eyes, and it's just like hulking over me, you know, and I don't even know how to describe that kind of fear. It it was horrifying, absolutely horrifying. And it's pitch black, but you could barely see through it. Right. And I knew if I ran, it was going to get me. If I swung at it, it was going to get me like somehow it's going to pull me enough to get me. I don't know what, but something. So I knew to close my eyes and just say a prayer, and slowly and methodically walk through it, (laughs) and I I did, but by the time I got to the top of the stairs, my legs were just jelly, and I literally had to take my arms and walk myself down the banister, but I tumbled at the bottom, and just boom, you know, at the door, my friend opens the door, like, what happened to you, and I just had no air in my lungs, I'm like, it's upstairs. She looked and she just grabbed me out and closed the door. And since that day, um, I started having like, a, I didn't know it was connected, these shadow spider dreams, giant man-eating spiders. Uh, but I am opening my eyes and it's still there. Uh, I couldn't understand what it was. And I'm like waking up, I'm grabbing anything to kill it. I'm like, it's gonna eat me. What the heck? Why is it here? Um, But it took me a while before I realized the connection, um, and to get my memories back of before I came here. And, uh, that was like just a couple of years later or so. And I was, this is so crazy. I, I was, I was a college student still, and I had a college roommate apartment in, in an apartment and we're sitting on the living room couch, you know, talking about what, you know, whatever. And I was like, I got to go use the restroom. (laughs) I stood up to go walk into the restroom. And I don't know, we even know how to describe this. And I've, I've asked people for years, uh, you know, I'm in this business for a long time and nobody's heard of this. I stood up and I was no longer there. I was no longer there. I was looking at this scene in space Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and I saw a spinning sun. And to the left of it, if you're looking at it from here, it's a spinning red one. And um, I knew the red one was where everything has, that has ever happened gets stored there. Uh, like a library of knowledge is what I kind of had in my head. This spinning sun, I knew it was called the source. And trillions upon trillions of light were in this source. Each light was a soul. And I was one of them. And every single ball of light, uh, thoughts, ideas, goals, missions, things that needed to be done, it would pass through this clockwise and every light or soul would contribute to the thought and it would go to the center and become one. And I was there and this thought came by of literally a mission that needed to be done. And I'm telling you, I casually thought, eh, I guess that's something I could do well, say no more. Like everybody took a step back. Like she said, she'd do it. I'm like, what? Hold on. And I went, I was pulled like out like, of this. Push her out here. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, a. It, and I can, I call it like a love suit because it was so wow. beautiful, you know? And it was, and it's kind of golden, uh, like a liquid almost. Um, but I came flying through space and with everything I had in me, I'm like, I take it back. I don't want to go. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I think I, I think I left my claws through space. No. <laughs> Cause it was like, we having your heart ripped out. It's just the love, you know? And so I went off to go get trained on other planets, but especially in the Crystal City. And now imagine I'm all of a sudden back of my body. Boom. I'm standing in the middle of my living room what the, why am I here? I was like, and I just went, how could I forget? How could I forget? How could I forget? And I sat down on the couch next to my college roommate and she goes, how'd you forget what? To go use the bathroom? I'm like, how can I forget who I am and what I came here for? I'm in college to become a therapist. Oh, this is not what I'm here for. And everything was like a matter of, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for that. I'm not here. You know, that's not what I'm here for. I almost got on the phone with my college to drop out. I've almost ran out the door to start doing this stuff. Ever since that moment of recalling everything, I've been homesick Mm -hmm. and anxious to like complete (laughs) what it came here for. And it was as if, uh, I knew this place, like, I know my first name is Heidi. Like it's that familiar. And, um, I know I'm supposed to go back to tell them how it went, but so much training, so many uh, rounds of stuff all for this lifetime. Yeah. For this lifetime and what's about to happen here. So, yeah.
0: Wow. I want to just like sit with that for a moment because I think that is like such a beautiful description of being in that oneness with source. I, I love how you call it a love soup. And it, like we we hear a lot through other research of people who've had NDEs or have been regressed back to that you know state of being in between lives and you know experiencing that 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 sense that true sense of unconditional love and that just love is what it is like that's all it is that's all that's that's out there you know on the other side is is love and and for the audience if. They're not as familiar with some of the more kind of um, metaphysical or progressive um, quantum physics and that sort of like study and research of how the universe works and how energy flows through the universe. What you were describing in that vision is very consistent with what we know about toroidal energy and how energy flows through the universe and how um, there is always this kind of expansion and contraction process of separating from source and coming back to source. And so I think, you know, what you described there is for me, like it just touches on so many aspects of what I've learned, you know, about our journey as souls and thank you for coming. <laughs> thank uh-huh. you for coming to earth and, and helping.
2: <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I, I've never studied or read on it still. I still haven't. Mm-hmm. And people, but I have heard people say, quote, source. This mm-hmm. was the source mm-hmm. I don't know um, I never called it that but I know people say source as if it's a oneness uh, you know but I don't I don't know by that name I know he had this it, it, he this place had that name and it wasn't God it was part of the we all contribute to decisions yes. you know but there is a God believe it or not and there is jesus is real as well so i i'm always curious when uh with when it's just source or people say spirit you know like it's it's the one thing i know it was individuals trillions trillions so um yeah so i'm always curious when people say source i don't know if, is it the same place i don't know i know this was called the source i
1: have to go back to tell them yeah. it went this way or that way <laughs> I want, i'm starting to play with this concept a little bit right now as you're talking because mm-hmm. uh, you know no matter what people call it the, mm-hmm. there's this widespread belief that it's not just out there it's not separate from us it's also us and inside us right and that in this and so that make that's part of what makes us whole and keeps us eternally connected to what we're supposed to be doing if we're fortunate enough to be able to remember that
2: definitely part of everybody yes
1: yes yeah yes. so, so it,
2: it's the same place then you guys are speaking of when it's just source yeah is that I'm curious I'm asking because I, I hear people say source or spirit and I'm like that sounds like one you know but it's so much but it's everything like we, yeah it, we pull it is a- from it
0: yeah, it's like a source it's, point, and it's everything yeah. at the same time.
2: Yeah, we pull from it. We pull yeah. energy from it. Yeah, and yeah. And
1: we we feed it as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that feels right. Yeah,
1: okay. it's it's everything all at once. Like that's my personal experience of it. That's I, I believe Jenna's experience of yeah. it is that it's one thing, but it's also everything and involves everything within it. So it's like you could okay. say Earth is one thing, right? But on the Earth are there's so much incredible diversity countless you know literally countless diversity of life forms on earth we can't possibly categorize all of it but we call it earth we just have one name for it but yet it is so many things you know that's kind of that's kind okay. of okay yeah that's kind of how i think of it so just playing with that idea and playing with the idea of source being in us and then also uh you know bringing in the the idea or or the the reality that here in the 3D we're living in a dualistic reality, right? Duality is what makes Mm -hmm. up our wholeness here, um, both fortunately and unfortunately. So you were talking about having these beautiful experiences of going and seeing this vision you described to us and you have met Jesus and you have met other beautiful beings and had incredible experiences. You've also had terrifying experiences with darker beings. So you're experiencing both. And I'm curious how... You like the word I want to use right now is manage that, but really I'm kind of asking more about how do you keep your own balance within
0: mm-hmm. the
1: seeming dichotomy of those two experiences, which must be quite dramatic, you know, from, from our own experiences, just you and me, of to having chats one-on-one. You've yes. said you've said like you've had the emotional reaction of terror, and you mentioned that earlier, but then also this incredible joy and inspiration and peace and feeling. More yourself than you ever have, so that's quite two opposite mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum. Right, but you are feet on the ground, so called, you know, <laughs> trying to live a human life in the midst of all of this. So, how does that work for you?
2: Well, you know, after I got my memories back, I it affects me. Um, I, again, I feel like I cheated, and and understanding. It's So it's been really, uh, even though as a kid, I had the reaction that I did, there was an inner strength. I didn't recall where it came from. Now that I do, I don't feel like I fall into uh, the, the trickery and the traps sometimes that these things play upon to feed upon you, the negative ones, you know? So I'm like, that's the best you got, dude. I mean, I'm just going to roll back to my left side or my right side to sleep. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like whatever. You know, I, I think that uh, it, these things have as much power as you give them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are powerful, however. I wouldn't challenge them. I'm not, I'm not silly to do that. Um, but in defense, yes, not to attack you know, uh, and for others, and to show them their inner power, their inner strength, and the human potential. This, this is not what it appears to be, this place, (laughs) you know, and uh, so for myself, when it came to, like, uh, when I got my memories back, and uh, as powerful as that was, when Jesus showed up, you know, and it was, it it was all remembering, by the way, it wasn't like, when I was reflecting on the source, it was my memories though. I was like, I had the chance to peek in. They, I kept saying, they allowed me to have it for a moment to recall. It was as if it was right here, like sitting in front of my forehead and they let me dip my head into it. Just, to peek through and be like, remember what you said? You're gonna, I'm like, oh, but I was not coming really easy, was I? You know, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you guys. So ever since it's so like, you know, I don't know where home is. I move a lot. This is not home. And when I finish a book, I'm like, am I done yet? Did, did I hit the button? You know, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, it's a homesick. I can't even ex- express. And the closest is to NDE experiencers who say, "Ah, oh, you know, I, I want to go back." Um, it's like that. Um, I don't quite understand uh, a lot of the ins and outs. They don't let me have everything. They don't let me know everything. I know the role I'm supposed to play, and I know I'm here for a time of change.
0: Okay, that was a lot with Heidi. Oh my gosh, we really got into kind of the full breadth of her experiences in that in that episode. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was high strangeness to the max, right? She, yeah. was, she speaks about her experiences so matter-of-factly. It's it's interesting just to watch her talking about them, not only hearing yeah. about them, hearing how pretty far out they are, but also her reactions. You know, she makes jokes, and she just kind of matter-of-factly talks about these really unbelievable things. I mean, seemingly unbelievable yeah. things to her. I love that yeah, she's
0: just, her. like, not phased. Just like, nope. I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) And I think that's such a good example for people, you know, when we're facing these sorts of high strangeness things or things that might seem spooky at first, we have, you know, power within ourselves to push that fear back, right? And to not respond in fear. And I think that is one of the most powerful lessons, I think, of um, this whole conversation, both the part one and the part two. So for anyone who liked this, if you're if you're enjoying where this conversation was headed, come back for part two. In our next episode, we're going to continue this conversation with Heidi. And in the next episode, we're going to get a little more into where do, where do we go from here now that we're peeling back the layers on all of this information and understanding more of the truth of our reality and who we are as souls and what we are a part of here on earth. Where do we go from here? And we get Heidi's take on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She presents a really interesting take on it. I mean, I really like that she says, for example, that she's a Christian. But that her view of what is going on involves her Christian faith, involves her relationship with God and Jesus, but also involves all the other paranormal stuff that's been going on. So it is a really interesting take, and we hope that you'll enjoy it. Of course, as always, like and subscribe, share with your family and friends, and give us some feedback. And please come back for part two. It's it's really, really great. Holly has, oh my gosh, Heidi. Heidi. <laughs> wonderful uh, uh, sense of humor. And that is a big part yeah. of why I enjoyed this. So she's going to make you laugh. She might freak you out a little bit, but it'll all be worth it.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's all. That's, that's the full spectrum of life. So, <laughs> so yeah, c- come back for part two and thanks for, for being here today. We'll, we'll see you next time.